Good morning, everyone. My name is Gareth. My family and I have been a part of St. Paul's for 11 years. And we are in the third week of Advent, which is a two-part celebration. When Jesus came into the world and when we're looking forward to his second coming. And as we celebrate, we consider the four themes that encompass Advent. The hope Jesus brings, the joy he brings, the peace he brings and the love he brings. Two weeks ago, Phil talked about hope and explained that there is hope to be found in Jesus. In every journey of life we go through, we have to hold on to this hope. And last week, Nikki spoke about joy, the joy Jesus gives us both now and in the future. Today, I'm going to speak about peace that Jesus brings, the peace he brings so we can have a relationship with God again, the peace he wants those around us to receive, and the peace he brings into the struggles of our lives. I'm going to read Isaiah 10, 33 through to 11, verse 10. But look, the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies will chop down the mighty tree of Assyria with great power. He'll cut down the proud. The lofty tree will be brought down. He'll cut down the forest trees with an axe. Lebanon will fall to the mighty one. Out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot. Yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root. And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He will delight in obeying the Lord. He will not judge by appearance, nor make a decision based on hearsay. He will give justice to the poor and make fair decisions for the exploited. The earth will shake at the force of his word. And one breath from his mouth will destroy the wicked. He will hear righteousness like a belt and truth like an undergarment. In that day, the wolf and the lamb will live together. The leopard will lie down with the baby goat. The calf and the yearling will be safe with the lion. And the little child will lead them all. The cow will graze near the bear. The cub and the calf will lie down together. The lion will eat hay like a cow. The baby will play safely near the hole of a cobra. Yes, a little child will put his hand in the nest of a deadly snake without harm. Nothing will hurt or destroy my holy mountain. For as the waters fill the sea, so the earth will be filled with the people who know the Lord. In that day, the heir to David's throne will be a banner of salvation to all the world. The nations will rally to him and the land where he lives will be a glorious place. So Father, we thank you for your word. As we think on these things, open our hearts and minds to hear from you today. Amen. So to remind us of what's going on, God wanted to bring a blessing to everyone. He wanted everyone to know him. And he chose to do it through Abraham. He tells Abraham that he wants all peoples on earth to be blessed through him. And as Abraham's family grows, it becomes the nation of Israel. And God calls this nation to live a life of obedience and holiness to him. However, they don't do this. Instead, they turn their backs on God and the nation begins to fall apart and eventually splits into two, a northern kingdom, which was Israel, and a southern kingdom, which was Judah. This is where we meet Isaiah, a prophet, who is speaking to the leaders in Judah and Jerusalem about their conduct. They were oppressing the poor and neglecting the widows and orphans so that they fell through the cracks of society. In addition to this, they gave themselves over to worshipping of idols of the nations around them and did awful things, including child sacrifices. Their hearts were so hard that they ignored Isaiah's warnings and the judgments that were to come. There were serious judgments that eventually resulted in Israel being destroyed by the Assyrians and carried off into exile, and eventually Judah being destroyed by the Babylonians. 
And we get this sad picture in verse 33 and 34 where the forest has been cut down and there is nothing left but jagged stumps in the ground. On the surface, it looks like there is all, it is all gone and nothing be, can be found in this place. But God's judgment is never the final word and there is always hope. Chapter 10 flows seamlessly into chapter 11, verse 1. And we hear the words, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. And the hope Isaiah talks about is Jesus the Messiah, the messenger of peace. I'm not a big fan of poetry, nor a massive fan of Isaiah, if I'm being honest. Reading Isaiah can feel a little bit like looking at abstract art. And I wasn't best pleased with Philippa when she gave me this passage and I read it and half the passage talks about lions, goats, cows and snakes. And I was less pleased when Mark told me I had to include these animals in my talk. I spent the best part of two days trying to understand the verses where Isaiah talks about the wolf, the lamb, the cow, the bear. But what you get is a beautiful picture of peace that is pointing to the future hope, to the reality of what full peace will eventually look like. And this piece is so radical, it transforms the characteristics we think are unchangeable. Even the most violent thing would be brought to a life of peace. And we see this picture that Isaiah is speaking about begin to become a reality when we read the story of the shepherds in Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through to 20. The first people to hear the news about the birth of Jesus were those at the very bottom of society. Shepherds were despised and outcasts of society. This occupation was seen as cheating, thieving, and have a reputation of being dishonest and no good. But regardless of this, God wanted to bring peace into their lives. It says in chapter 2, verse 9 to 11, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. God doesn't stop there. God's heart is for everyone to have peace through Jesus and enter a relationship with him. This same good news that God chose to share with the shepherds, he has also chosen to share with us. Going back to verse 10, it says, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. The Bible tells us that our sins separate us from God and it's only through Jesus and faith in him that we are brought into a relationship of peace with God, our creator. We do not naturally have this peace with God. It is Jesus who brings this peace. Romans 5 verse 1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. God's desire for us is to experience his peace through Jesus in this broken relationship between us and God, where we can have a life that is restored and made complete. The shepherds heard this message, but they also needed to respond to this message. It's no good just hearing this message. If we want to experience this peace, we also have to respond. And the shepherds responded. They went to meet their saviour. Luke 2 verse 15 says this, When the angels left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. They hurried off and left everything behind, their income, their security, because they realised how important it was to have peace with God. They wanted to see their saviour. Today, when you hear this message that the angel shared in verse 14, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. This implies everyone who chooses to follow God. 
How will you respond today? So what do we do once we have accepted this message? We then need to be willing to take this message of hope, joy, love and peace wherever we go. Because this message is for everyone. In verse 17, we see the shepherd's response after they heard the message and accepted it. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning him about what they had heard about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. This has been a complete transformation in the lives of these shepherds. They have heard and accepted the message from the angels. And now they are going out and sharing this message with those around them. What was amazing was that these shepherds were known to be in constant conflict with those around them. And this conflict often led to violence. They were not peaceful people, but it all changed when they encountered Jesus. Suddenly they were desperate to take this message of peace to those around them. Luke is showing us that, us that we don't have to be educated, popular, influential. We don't need that place of authority and we don't need to know all the answers. We just need to be open to allow God to soften our hearts to those around us and then be willing to go and tell people who Jesus is and what he has done for them. And that's what the shepherds did. They brought peace into a place where there was conflict. They brought peace into those they were conflicted with. And maybe we just need to start asking for God's peace to come into the places where we live, where we work, into the lives of people we live and work with, with and remind ourselves that God can bring life into these places where there seems to be no life. And finally, let us remember that God came not only to bring peace with God, but peace to those around us, but to, sorry, to also experience personal peace within ourselves. When the shepherds first appeared, when the angels first appeared to the shepherds, they told them, do not be afraid. There was a fear in their lives, fear within their relationship with God, fear with those around them, even fear of not having enough. But after they met Jesus in verse 20, it says the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. See, they returned to where it all started, to that place where the story began, but no longer living in fear of the relationship with God and no longer living in fear of those around them or of their personal circumstances of being shepherds. And maybe you can relate to that. You know, I can, but I sometimes find myself fighting anxiety and stress, which can make me fearful and begin to doubt. On these occasions, I need to remind myself of John 14, 27. It says, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. We can often meet with Jesus on a Sunday at church or during our quiet times, but once we step back into our life situations, fear can overtake us. And it's at that moment we must hold on to what we have heard and seen. Hold on to what we've been told. Hold on to the fact that a saviour, Jesus Christ, has been born for us. So as I close, do you need to be reminded of these words? My peace I leave with you. My peace I give with you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Or is there someone you know that needs to hear this message today? Someone who needs to experience God's peace. Maybe you think that it can never happen, but remember the story of the shepherds this Christmas. God brought peace into the lives of some of the hardest to reach people. And more importantly, do you have peace with God?
this morning. Have you responded to this message? John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. If you've never responded to this invitation to have peace with God, then just please join me with this simple prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. Amen.